Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Episode 42 of the Premier Non-League Podcast and a Happy New Year from all of us. I hope you had a really good Christmas and New Year. Chaps, we nearly had a full house tonight, but Pete, the silent but violent we should call him. It's like a fart, silent but violent. And people listen to that and give me a stick for it. Anyway, we're back for a new year. Um, I wouldn't say a new season, but it's not. Um, chaps, how was your Christmas and New Year? Trev, how about yourself, mate? Yeah, it was good. Very good. Lots of football. I know you've got a lot of festive football in on TVs and in person. Lots of everything. Yeah. Lots of everything. Lots of everything. Yeah. Gaz, how about yourself, mate? Yeah, a really good Christmas. Um, I was ill for most part of it. Got a bit of football in. And Gaz, can we tell everyone your amazing news? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a reason I was not on a lot of episodes at the end back in the last year, but that's because my wife is pregnant and we're expecting a baby. In Jesus Christ, a little one of them running around. Christ almighty. It's not going to be little, mate. <laughs> the wife's got to push it out, mate. That's like, you've done all the hard work, yeah. And uh, well, well done, mate. And congratulations. I know it's been a long time coming. For the time I've known you, it's been a long struggle. So, yeah. you know. Um, as long as the middle name's James, I think it'd be perfect, baby. If it is a boy, there we go. What Don't a horrible think, name. What a oh, horrible name. Not a bit. But Premier non-league podcast, PNLP, some sort yeah. of uh, non-league or something <laughs> like that. Like uh, It could be Body. Gareth Junior, PNLP. Body. Gareth PNLP Junior. <laughs> Mark, PNLP Mark White, Junior. Gareth Spinks. There we go. And um, Chris, how was it up north this Christmas? Was it cold or has it been quite mild? You have a good one. That's all that matters, really. Really good one, thanks. Weather wasn't too cold. Yeah, good Christmas, good New Year. No complaints. No, no. I find it. I find the Christmas period has just gone so quickly this year. I mean, I, as you know, I, I know you've had peace and quiet from my dulcet tones, as Gareth quite liked to say in our chat for the last couple of episodes. Very busy with work, been out of the country a lot, and you know, it's nice to be back in the room with you guys. Um, lots of football has been taking place over the Christmas period. Lots of stories to talk about, but I think it's probably right. We normally start off with Worthing or Shields or whatever, but. I think, Trev, you're quite happy with some news at Barnet that you weren't sharp about really for the whole um, whole of the sort of Christmas period about your manager. And you've got uh, exciting news that Barnet's manager signed an extension to his contract and he's now here to what, 2026, is it? Yeah, 2026, Dean Brennan's at, at the high for. So, talk us about it. Did, was it come out of the blue? Surprise? Are you happy with that? No, only the length of it really. His contract was up in six months' time and... Um, I've obviously speak to a lot of people in the club, outside the club as well, a lot of supporters as well, and there was that little little worry that Tony wouldn't wouldn't act, and then six months goes six of the six months goes by, uh, nothing materialises. Dean gets a better offer, off Dean goes, and then we're back to where we were two or three years ago. Um, so it needed to, it needed to happen, and um, it was prompted a little bit by there was a little bit of outside interest as well, which is not surprising. Did you? Can you say where? Or you heard the rumours of the outside interest, or do you just know it was outside interest? Yeah, I know where. But I'm not saying. Um, you tell yeah, us exactly the thing for off air. Subscribe to his blog, guys and girls. It's just one of his uh, marketing <laughs> techniques. Here. That's what it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, there was a little bit, you know. But then you start winning games. You turn a club from an 18th place side into a side that's fifth and quite comfortable in the playoffs at the moment. In less than six months, you know, people are going to take notice of that. And it's not just not just him, Darren Sarlat. Woken, he's doing a fantastic job there as well. He's also being looked at as well. And that's the sort of thing you expect when you're doing well. I, as you know, Trev, from my previous years ago, I've got a little soft spot for Woking as it was part of my college project. I did some filming there for the club and my uh, A-level media project. And it's nice to see they really are. They've been, up, they've been up and down for so many years and always touched around the top of the National League. And it looks like it could be a season where they could surprise a lot of people. And you never know. 
it could come towards the end of the season. Could you see Woking up there? Um, yeah, definitely staying in the playoffs. I can't see them unless they have a really dramatic run of form at the moment. They're they're nicely in behind Chesterfield. Chesterfield have got games in hand, so <clears throat> excuse me, it depends on well they come out of this cup run with the extra games to play. But um, I can't see, to be honest, it, it, it it's below Barnet and Woking at the moment where the massive great battle is, is about something like three points between separating about seven or eight sides. And that's where that's where it's gonna the the real battle is gonna come from. But Everyone's going to have a blip. Everyone's going to have a dodgy run at some point. We're going to have one. It, it, it'll come. We've got really, this month's probably the, one of the toughest months we've got um, with so many games in a short space of time again. But we've put ourselves in the position at the moment. So we're miles in front of where I thought we would be at the moment. So we finish, even even if we finish just outside and we finish eighth, you know, it's a massive improvement from, from 18th to 8th in 12 months. Well, you are speaking a lot posit- more positive about the club since this time last year, for example. But... Do you think they'll make the playoffs, Barnett? Do you think they've got the gap? Do you think they're, they're going to maybe go on one of their traditional end-of-season slides? I know you've said so many times have happened before. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are worried about. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we struggled Saturday against against Gateshead, but um, there's a lot of people, I think, a little bit, little bit unrealistic. Might have only taken two points off of Gateshead, but not many sides have won up at their side of the stadium, and they're fighting for their lives at the bottom. There's going to be, I mean, the, the bottom, I think, five or six had a fantastic weekend, bar Maidstone. It just you know, there's no easy games in that division, um, and you've got to be on it every every single week. But we've got, I think, almost a fully fit squad. There's only two or three that are out now, out of out of whatever we've got, 24, 25 players. So there's no reason why he's got the he's now got a few options from the bench. He can leave players out. We only really had that about four or five weeks ago, where we actually left a couple of players out of the, of the 16 because we had 18 fit players. It really hasn't happened that often this year, so. We've, we've, we've got as good a shout as anybody, I think. Um, and you quite rightly name-dropped, because you thought it'd be a good link anyway in our chat before, Maidstone United there. Gareth dropped it in the chat earlier. Things just fall into place the nights that often we record, and then sometimes it all happens the day after, doesn't it? When we just record it, and without 24 hours, everything's out of date. But um, Maidstone United this evening, it was a Monday, Monday the uh, 9th of January, have a party manager of uh, part company of manager Hakan Hayretin. Uh, Trevor, are you surprised? No, he's been there. For, no, <laughs> they've lost six, I think it is, in a row. Yeah, um, and as I said at the weekend, everyone else around them either picked up a win or um, or, or a point. Um, and they just they can't buy they can't buy a result at the moment. Um, I understand they've got quite a good budget as well. Um, I think beginning of the season, I had them, I thought they'd finish fifth from bottom. Um, they just about just about stay up and have enough to go again next season and build a bit more on that. But it's a results business. You don't get them these days. You're gone. It's very much that simple. Whether you're managing in the national league or you're managing in in uh, step five or six, you know people want results. Supporters want results. People want returns. And if you're not giving it, you pay for it with your job, unfortunately. And that's, that's just how it goes now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, wish him best. I'm sure he'll pick up a job in non-league very time uh, anytime soon. Maybe is there any clubs that you've heard he might be linked to already? I mean, he's obviously been sacked with poor form, but you know, sometimes clubs want to pick up a new a manager that's had experience. No, I haven't heard anything going his way yet. I mean, he's got an experienced assistant as well, and Terry Harris. Um, I've heard uh, there's a few Maidstone fans who'd like Jay Saunders back, who's currently at Tunbridge, who are having a bit of an inconsistent, indifferent season. But um, I think the when he left the first time, it was a little bit not controversial, but um, I don't think people thought they would have ended up relegated down to the National League South Addy State. Whether he'd want to go back, he's got a nice full-time project at Tunbridge as well, their new 3G surface, <clears throat> excuse me, and I think he has a bit of a say in the academy and, and everything. Whether a return to a club he's played for would tempt him, um, I don't quite know, but there won't be any shortage of, of offers. They've got a nice stadium, they get good support of over 2,000 every home game. So, it's, you know, it's attractive for the right person. George yeah. Is it George Ellicobe is in charge yeah. for the weekend? Yeah, yeah, for the weekend. Yeah, trip to Notts County, it? so it's free hit. Is he ex-Wolves, is he? Is he yeah, ex-Wolves, ex-Wolves. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but he, 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 he was he, captain, wasn't he? He yeah. was captain there a couple of years ago, yeah, till he, till he retired. So, yeah, but free hit from at the weekend in the trophy against Notts County, so... What a better Not way to shove your CV in the, in the, in the mix with, mm. with something like that? Mm. 
Uh, any any other surprises in the National League over the Christmas period, Trevor? Like anything you've seen? I mean, we we spoke in our group earlier about um, sort of linking with the National League. Mark White's quite a scathing interview of referees um, uh, on Saturday's game uh, and his own defence. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just to answer, yeah, firstly, we were SH1T. I mean, that was the first yeah. comment he said. Fair play to we know Mark. You watch a bunch of amateurs. He says it as it is, and that's what we like him. Friend of the podcast, as we know. Um, I mean, he's got a point. I mean, it's amazing calling him out because we know he's going to probably get himself into a bit of trouble. From that. I don't know if it's the same standard because they have in football league, but you start calling out referees like that, you're going to get in a lot of trouble, aren't you? Yeah. 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 But he, he is very fair with it, though. If, if anyone watches mm-hmm. a bunch of amateurs, he, he'll call out a poor referee, but he will also go up to the referee and go, you've had a good game today. You made one mistake. This was the mistake. But well done move on like he, he is he does do it both ways so I don't know what else thinks but and do we think now it's going to be just a two horse race for that first spot between Notts County and Wrexham because I mean Wrexham yeah. got two games in hand at the moment that would be one point in advance but you know they've obviously got through to the fourth round of the FA Cup this past weekend which we'll touch on later is this a two horse race now in the National League no no I think if I worked out if Chesterfield win their games in hand they're going to sit three points behind there's a, there's a chance all three sides could wallop 100 mm. points this year and only one of them is going to go up automatically, which would be an absolute travesty that only one of them can make it up through the playoffs. Um, I think I think it's a lot for Chesterfield to do, to be fair, but they're hanging on the coattails. They're not they're not letting it go, um, you know, and there's we, we've, we've literally, most of us, played only half the games in the National League top division. So... It's half a season to play. So yeah, that's very true. Can I make um, a bold statement? Hey, Can I make a bold statement? My friend's yours. Wrexham Re- aren't going to be one of those, are going to be in the playoffs this season. They are. You think, that, you think they'll fall out? I think, I think they'll be playoffs. Are you thinking? Really, I, think the, I think the FA Cup run mm. may just take it out of them a little bit too much. That's my, that's my opinion. Um, I'm happy to be proven wrong because I think the National League would be better without them in it, if that makes yeah. sense with the money and everything else. But I think the FA Cup run may, may be just a little step too far for them. Talk, talking about Wrexham, did you guys see today? I think it came out today or last couple of days. Disney Plus have made about uh, $430,000 per episode of uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, haven't watched yeah. one episode of it. It is interesting. It is interesting. I mean, twenty minutes long, aren't they? Yeah, they're only about twenty, twenty-five minutes. I mean, yeah, it's got the self-absorbent bit of Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElney, but you know, this is what will be interesting if they do a season two because if they don't make promotion, where does that leave them? I mean, they've said they're not going to run away, but will it be the end of Phil Parkinson? Will it be the end of the squad? Will there be a huge clear out? Do they start again? And then you, you know, you know. It's a real-life soap opera in the football non-league world. It's difficult to know until it gets to that point. I don't think yeah. Paul Parkinson would survive because that would be two years in a row they've missed promotion and an FA trophy minimum unless they get to the final again this year. Um, you, you know, again, results business. I don't. He, you know, he wouldn't survive that. They'd bring in someone. But then again, do they then look out? I know he's. I know this is the first two years he's managed at non-league level. But do they then go for a proven non-league national league manager that actually gets them out? Um, and maybe not with championship level players and League One players because they're there, but they're not quite there, so to speak. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be. Sorry, I muted it there. <laughs> I was copying and muted it. I think it's going. Well, all over the pressure. See, I told you guys, I'm out of checklist. I need to get back into the rhythm. Um, it would definitely be an interesting one. We 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 love them or hate them. I mean, I think we can all say on this podcast we're warming to them a little bit more now. Um, I mean, I certainly am anyway. Let's see what they do. As long as they don't screw Wrexham FC over, then I've got no issue. But um, going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Good luck to um, Barnet, And, you know, seeing if they can cement themselves in the playoffs. Obviously, we all want that. Uh, I mean, do we want it really, chaps? Because we'll never hear the end of it from Trevor. And then we have to kick him off yeah. the podcast, won't we? <laughs> I, think, I, I, don't, I think deep down, I don't think Trev wants it. Because I don't think he'll uh, we'll have nothing to write about, will he? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be, what was it? It'll be... Um, Professional football writing dot blog, then won't it? I'll be like, yeah, but yeah, but football Barnett league writing dot blog. Barnet don't feature too often anyway because they've got their own separate blog. That's why I separated the there two. We out. There we go. There we go. Already no, thinking just... ahead. Already thinking. Oh ahead. look, look what a, what a businessman, eh? Anyway, we'll move on from the national league, and 
I can see him chomping at a bit because Mr. South Shields himself in the corner is a very happy man right now. Uh, why are you a happy man, Chris? Uh, just a small matter of being five points clear now, at the top of the league with a game in hand on the nearest rival. Trev and Gaz, is it time to bring out that lovely nugget of a question? Go on. We did so actually, actually, do you know what? Did we get I don't a drum think, roll? I don't think it is, purely because last year it was a bad omen, so I don't think we should ask it this year. Well, I think it, it adds to the extra pressure, doesn't it? It's all bad from us media folk, you know, like with like podcasts at radio stations that we will not name, want to pick us up and drop us at the last minute. <coughs> Some northern station. Um, Chris, will South Shields be promoted this year? Yeah. 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 Here comes a bye week. I should get um, you know, our voiceover guy, uh Mark, I should get him to do a like proper jingle. Will South Shields be promoted this year? <laughs> Just do it, press yeah. it like that. Different grade is it, this year. Is it what is it what what because I know obviously we spoke, you had you had your little run and mm. um you, you were a little bit worried that your game in hands and everything like that. You may stumble, but it doesn't seem to have happened. What what no. what's clicked? Is it just is the whole morale around the club? Does it feel like a team this year? Yeah, yeah. Um just different gravy, different caliber of player, different caliber of character, um uh and consistency that that, that right. brings. Um you know, seven wins and one draw in the last nine. Um, yeah. Just, it just. I mean, on on Saturday, uh, it was a tough game. We won two one. We, we got the winner through a penalty, but we never, we never felt in any danger. It's, it's just different this year. It, this it, this is a, a good squad, good players, good characters. They've been there. They've done it. They've got experience at higher levels, football league, national league. And um, they're just better all around. And and most importantly for me is that they all, each each and every one of them actually gives a shit. And that's that's a difference. That's all you can ask for. Thank God we're not on that radio station because we would have just had to beat that. And he's giving me all anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris, one thing Dean harps on about a lot is togetherness, and not yeah. just from the playing staff, not just from the management staff, but from the whole club, from the top down to the supporters <laughs> at the bottom. It's all one. It's all one yeah. journey that everyone's on. Do you feel that's a little bit more what you've got this year and last year? It was it was still that little bit fragmented. Yeah, yeah, we'd lost the togetherness last year. There was togetherness prior, and we've got it back this year because again, it just goes back to you know supporters aren't silly; they're not stupid. They might not be football geniuses, but um, at the end of the day, they can see when their players are trying and when they're not trying. And we cannot fault these lads this year. From 1 to 16 or 1 to 17, every Saturday or every Tuesday or Wednesday when we play, we know they're giving 100%. Might not always be great, might not always be brilliant football, but you can't complain about effort. And, and to me, at non-league level, well, any level really, but most importantly, non-league, that's all you want. It's mm. grassroots football. Yeah. As long as everybody goes in the right direction, like you said, mate, go in the right direction, everybody's in the same direction. Yeah, you, well, I say everyone, you're always going to get the odd one or two. That, that, that that's the nature of the beast, um, and you always want to get your naysayers. But generally, mm. there's a good, there's a feel good factor. Um, everybody is going in the same direction, and yeah, long may it continue. Is it a pleasure to watch right now, though? Is it actually enjoyable, or is it quite stressful? Is it just no, easy? F- yeah. yeah, because we've got uh, uh, last season we our our away form and our defensive record wasn't great. This season, our away record is excellent. And defensively, at the moment, we're playing a back three, three centre-halves with two wing-backs. The three centre-halves, um, I mean, two, two of them are Football League Rolls-Royce defenders, you know, um, uh, Gary Little and uh, Tom Broadbent. And what they've done this year is they've made Dylan Morse, who was their colleague at the back, a better player. And he, he has upped his levels because of the fact that if he didn't up his levels, he wouldn't get a game. So it's it, it just a uh, the whole. It just it feels good. It really does. And we had a we did a Ronnie and I did the Mariners podcast. We did a live special before Christmas, our Christmas special, and we had Robert Briggs and Andy Morris. The Andy Morris is a physio, and we had them, and we they were they spoke brilliantly, and they all spoke about the fact that the the camaraderie around the around the group. Is second to none, 
So everybody feels as though they're going the right direction. And we're just, we're, I think we're that close, that close to getting rid of JJ Hooper as well. So he was the last bad egg. Because, where's he, um, where's he rumoured to be going or are you just releasing? No, no idea, but I, I'm I'm sure he's nearly there on out the door. Uh, Tumba Masanka left the club uh, at the back end of last week. Mutually agreed to terminate his contract. So we've got two of the three bad eggs out. Got one to go. And I mean, he's banned from the dressing room anyway, so he's not he's not affecting anything. Really? Yeah. So do you know do you know the backstory to that though? For people that don't know that South Shields history, that it's Ooh. what you can. I can't tell you what to be banned from the dressing room is something that's that's huge. Yeah, there was a one, there was one particular player. Um, we've got a young kid called Jao Gomez. He's he's eighteen. He's Portuguese. And um, he's a good, t- he's a real talent. But there was a worry that that type, that that, that lot, what what kind of um, because they are, it's not meant to be racist at all. But they're black players, and they, you know, they they um, they do get on well together, the black lads. And and um, there was a worry that he was going to get into their clique. And um, thankfully, thankfully, he's not. No. So, but I, I don't know, uh, you know, other than what we see, which is the fact that he he didn't give didn't give a shit. Um, and to top matters off, at remembrance at the, at the remembrance um, game, everybody stood for the minute silence, and he's just sat on his sat with his feet over another seat in front. Oh, of you're joking! You're joking! No, I'm not. I'm so, surprised. I'm surprised someone didn't grab him by the collar and throw him out after that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when yeah. it's respect like that, you know, that's just that's just. It doesn't matter what you think about the club or whatever. You mm. show respect. Mm. Uh, if I'd seen that, like, you know, where where me and Pete do the commentary at Worthing, if I'd seen one of our players do that, I mean, they wouldn't be allowed to because the chairman and management there. Mm. But that just the problem was everybody else is stood. He was sat at the in the new stand where were very few people. And everybody else has stood to attention. And it was only yeah. on, on the camera. You could see on the camera. Um, but later in the game, I mentioned it on a previous podcast, um, later in the game, a section, a section of our support, um, sounding him out, singing, get out of our club, you know. So um, hope, fingers crossed in the next few days or so, he'll be on his way. Yeah, I, I just think, to be honest, the... Um... I hate footballers. I just yeah. I sometimes those professional footballers <laughs> like that. You've got so many good ones, but you get a small selection that ruin it for yeah. other people, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, on a lighter note, things are good, playing well, results are good. And um, we go into Saturday's game, five points clear with a game in hand on our nearest rival. So And those ones around you that currently Gainsborough Trinity are right below you. Well, they, 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 you've played one game less. They're five points yeah. below. Hyde United, Bamber Bridge and Warrington Town. Uh, any of those teams that you think could make a last minute sort of, well, not last minute, still got a long time to go as we know, but could really challenge you to that title now? Is there any that you're a little bit fearful well, of? Well, I would say Hyde and Gainsborough. Um, mm-hmm. But again, this league, she, you know, throws up so many different results and, um, you know, I mean, uh, everybody beats everybody else. You just have to, Shields just have to be consistent. Um, and as I can show the consistency that they have so far, they'll be absolutely fine. Hyde and Gainsborough are, you know, they are big threats. But um, over the course of a season, I'll, I'll fancy South Shields um, to continue. Because to be honest, I've, Shields haven't even hit their straps yet. They haven't even played yeah. anywhere near the capability, what the, what the squad's capable of. Okay. They've shown nowhere near yet. Well, I have opened the grenade. I am going to ask it every week. And uh, Trevor and Gaz, whoever does it, if I'm not on here, we've got to ask that question every week from now on because I think it gave some entertainment. Actually, if I could really be bothered, I should try and go through the last sort of section of last season and edit every week. Uh, Chris, a South Shields game promoted, and you'll hear the highs and the lows. Yep, yep, no, 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 yep, 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 no, no, no. But hopefully, I think I've got good faith. I think it will be um, a successful yeah. season. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Guys, moving on. What games have you seen? Because I know you've been in and around. I mean, did I see? Yeah, I saw you at Worthing the other week. Was it? Was that before? Was that after? Christmas? Oh, that was well before Christmas. I think. Was that, I think it's probably before. We were, the last, yeah, maybe after the last. That was when I was moaning about on. the burgers and the price of them, isn't it? How much was it? About eight fifty or so. It's eleven fifty for a bacon cheeseburger. Mental Oriental. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we don't want to bore the listeners over that, do we? Because the amount of times I've ranted no. about their food and no. their beer costs. I mean, they are nice, but not that. Not. Eleven fifty nine. Yeah, but you could go to the woods in town and have one at that price and have a nice sit down meal, mate. Do you know what I mean? Nice burger as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I didn't really do much over Christmas. I think we did a double header on. Yeah, uh, we just about made it. Anyone that follows our Twitter pages, we it was just Lansing, about made it. Lansing, and um, Littlehampton, weren't you? Uh, Lansing, Littlehampton, yeah, and then Stenning, Stenning. versus Horsham. In that, did you did you leave Stenning early? Mm, no. Yeah, we did. Yeah, about fifteen minutes early. Is that Horsham um, YMCA? It was. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was, yeah, Stanley versus Horsham YMCA. Um, and yeah, we left about fifteen minutes early. No, didn't miss any goals, which was quite nice. Um, and then we got to were uh, got to Lansing, and were we were saying Worthing because obviously Worthing's old uh, Dean Coxey's their manager now. That's the GM. Yeah. Since is that been since Christmas? Since the last time we recorded, I think it might have been two. Just, two games and two then? wins I think because yeah, we, 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 we were meant to play them yeah we were meant to play them in the uh, Sussex Senior Cup where we are playing them this year tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow after recording yeah. but it was meant to be before Christmas and that would have been good like his first game in charge would have been against his old club but what do you think of that appointment for those that know Dean Cox is a good first management role he's a good guy I mean he's going to have to cut down his drinking before and after the games now isn't he with <laughs> being a manager because he did like a beer or two as Pete would agree <laughs> I think it's a good appointment isn't it he's He's football league experience, lots of non-league experience as well. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll do well there. Give him end of this season and next season. I think they'll, they'll, they'll be doing, they'll do well. If the budget's there, obviously, you'll have budget. And what do you think? No, no, no. Bit like being around this sort of Sussex level for a lot longer than I have, especially on the south coast. What, what do you believe? Like you know, teams like Littlehampton and Lansing. Do you think? They are at their level. Do you think you could see them do what Worthing have done? Obviously, they need the investment. Or do you think they will always be around that sort of Isthmian South and um, you know county league level? I think they, I think they'll all obviously want to 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 get up another level. Um, Lansing obviously have probably got the facilities just about to do it. But as soon as they're based at um, the Sussex County headquarters, they've obviously got a little bit that that sort of side of things is taken away from them, I suppose, in terms of the ground and that sort and that side of things. Littlehampton, I mean, Trevor's probably more likely to know a bit more about Littlehampton than I am. Um, but I think they're probably at their level for now. But if they've got the investment and 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 and, and everything else needed to go up and obviously the ground at Littlehampton is a little bit contentious in terms of it's also a cricket ground. Um That'd be good for Chris, wouldn't it? He could go and do his cricket game and then bugger <laughs> off next door to watch the football after. He needs to have a web yeah. of South Shields, mate, don't you? Shit. Can I just say, I'll put my sporting hat right in the middle. Shared grounds don't work the higher you go. No, they don't. And I've played on a shared ground all my life by the last two years, and it just doesn't work. No. Well, I think they literally scrimped and scraped to be even allowed to play in the South Centre, uh, the Ismin South this year, did they, Trev? They had no, to no, make no, a few no, adjustments. No, no. They've managed, yeah, I had to make a few adjustments. Um, they've, uh, I think they've had, I haven't been for a while, um, but I think they've had to extend the changing rooms, which meant they've changed the burger bar um, a little bit as well. 
they've got like a hard standing down round one side, which obviously can can come up. It's not permanent down there because that would interfere with the cricket outfield. Yeah. Um, I think they've got a couple of other bits to do, like put a, an extra turnstile in at the other end of the ground and small stuff like that. I know they didn't have mega loads of stuff to do, and as long as they've started the work by March the 31st, they'll be, they'll be fine. But yeah, going back to the original point, I think, I think any club can do it, but you've got to have a plan, not deviate from that plan. And you've got you you have got to have a little bit of finance to go with it. Um, it's it, it is it's possible to say Lansing would have the better look of the two at the moment. They're at the level I think they both deserve to be at. Um, and I think to be honest, Cox has got a nice little project there at Lansing. It's a nice club to go into. Um, that need they need a few wins to get away from that bottom bit as well. But it's a nice place to start rather than I think maybe going into somewhere like a Whitehawk or somewhere like that, where the expectation will be um, a heck of a lot higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've noticed, um, I mean, some of the away boys at Worthy have noticed that um, fan levels have dropped off at Littlehampton a little bit as of late. Obviously they had their big run. Is that expected? Was it the sort of case of just, you know, because they did, went on that amazing run in the Vars and they attracted and got the promotion? Or do you think it's just because of the weather, cost of living, stuff like that? Or do you think people were just kind of like, just Johnny come lately's? It's levelled out, I think, because they're not they're they're winning still plenty of games, but they're not thumping everyone six, seven, eight nil. Um, yeah. You look at, I think they've scored twenty one in eighteen games, but only conceded nineteen. So they they have struggled to hit the back of the net. Yeah. Um, and people go to be entertained. You want to watch, you know, you you want to watch goals flying mm. in, even if they're at the other end. Sometimes so it makes for a, for a decent game of football, but. Um, I think it's, I mean, they're still getting a decent attendance. So if you're still looking at somewhere between 250 to 350, depending on who they're playing as well. You've also got clubs are travelling that much further as well. So the likes of maybe Ramsgate are going to bring maybe 50, whereas you could have played Broadbridge Heath, for example, and they might have brought 100 or something like that. So you've got that extra bit with the travelling. There's a lot more Tuesday night games, you know. To, I mean, like, for instance, tomorrow night, Corinthian. Not greatly supported anyway. They only get average about 100 at home. Yeah. Down to Littlehampton on a Tuesday night, you know, you're probably going to fill the rest of the coach out with 20 people. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, invariably it drops a bit. But yeah, you've probably got financial pressures and everything else as well. And some people prefer just watching a bit of county league football. Once it starts going up the ladder a little bit, they start thinking, oh, you know, not for me. Well, we've, we've had that at Worthing, to be honest, mate. I know a couple of people that kind of stayed away because they mm. like the costs are going up. They they don't like, obviously, the more professional clubs becoming and stuff like that. But, you know, we've got a soft spot for Littlehampton here on the podcast anyway, and they still show our banner as far as we're aware as well that yep. we uh, we got last season. So we can't help but um, have a little soft spot for them. But, you know, we want to see local Sussex teams do well. It doesn't matter the thing, like, you know, apart from Bogner, but, um, you know, <laughs> just like we, we want to see them do well. But um, some exciting football seen over the Christmas period in the Sussex era for you guys in. I wouldn't say the Lancet versus Littlehampton game was exciting. It wasn't um, classic, was it? It wasn't a classic. The the Stenning versus Horsham YMCA was was a much in my opinion was a better game in terms of excitement and goals and that sort of thing. Um but yeah, I think yeah, really good Sussex festive fixtures. There you go. And of course, talking of Sussex football, we cannot go on with this podcast without talking about the one, the only Worthing Football Club. Not Worthing United. Not Worthing Town, Worthing Football Club. Currently residing nicely in the playoff zones in the National League South. We've uh, got over our blimp, I think. I hope, you know, it, it, it will happen. You know, as, as we've said before, me and Pete have often, he said, like, you know, would you take it? Of course I'd have taken it if we'd end at Christmas. I think we're fifth at Christmas. I think we're currently sitting fifth or sixth. I would I would have taken it any day. And I'm sure Chris would say, if this time next year you're in the National North and you're in that position, you'd be more than happy. Absolutely. Um, and you know what? Yeah, we're sitting fifth right now. We're sitting fifth. Um, results went away at the weekend as well. We won 3-2 against Welling on Tuesday night. We could have done a lot better on Saturday. Sorry, I think it's Tuesday tomorrow. Saturday could have been 4-5-0, but a little bit of lapse of con- concentration. Normally, you'd have the maestro Pete to sort of give you an update, but even he hasn't been that much. I think I've been more than him over the last over the Christmas period, and that's saying something, guys, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, Gaz and Trev, obviously, being sort of the Sussex local as well, down here um, with me, and you go along to some Worthing games, it's going quite well for Worthing this season. I mean, after Christmas period, to be sitting in fifth, um, well within the playoff zone, it, 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 Hinch, one thing we were saying on Saturday after after a few pints down the local Tarrant Club after the game. Just a few, yeah? 
Just a few. Mm. Oh, yeah, I sent a video to the group, didn't I? Mm, you did. <laughs> oh, is that what Gaz is going to put on social media right now? Yeah, says James, James, no, is, really James is, oh, I wouldn't care. You know, I've, I've probably done 10 times worse things. Um, but the issue I've got now is what you've got to think about. And tell me if I'm wrong here. Right. We're even getting to the playoffs. We don't get promoted. Do you think we're at risk of losing Adam Hinchelwood to a club higher? Because he's told me before his, his, his career is what he wants to do management. I'd love that to be with Worthing FC. He wants it to be with Worthing FC. But if a club in the national, possibly even League Two, come in for him when he's done so well to get Worthing in their first season with not much money into the national South playoffs, is that the risk we're running now? Yeah, no different to Dean Brennan, no different to Darren Sol. You Every time you win a game and you keep winning, your stock goes up. And people look at what you've done, not just there, but what you've done elsewhere as well. Does that record translate in, you know, into the grand scheme of things the bigger picture but yeah quite comfortably he is you know and there'll be there'll be national league clubs that will get rid of their managers in the summer as well there might be one or two that be looking to move upstairs and as a director of football which creates a, a vacancy underneath he's always going to be a hot a hot property he's, i think he was in the uh he was one of the five i think <coughs> sort after managers that the non-league paper identified before the season started as well um and because of obviously what he'd done over the three or four years that Worthing in the issue in Prem and now to do what he's done this year as well. Um, you know, regardless if they finish in the playoffs or just outside, you know, for a side to come up and, uh, you know, start blowing teams away just like that. Yeah, definitely. It's been, it's, it's been a whirlwind, you know, as I've sort of said to you guys before, it's not the fact that I'm not upset. You know, we, we, we started December by beating Haven and Waterlooville 5-1. Who were right at the top above us, which was crazy, but then went on, as you know, on the Tuesday to lose 6 0 to Ebsweet, which now Ebsweet have gone on a really poor run of form. I uh, got beaten twice over Christmas by Dartford, who are now top of the league. I mean, anyone could beat anyone, but then obviously that set us off on a bit of a bad run. We lost to uh, Weymouth, we lost to Maidstone in the trophy, um, but then we seemed to kick it into gear on Boxing Day and beat Hampton and Richmond 4 3, which was a thrilling game if you saw the highlights. Um, Drew with Bath, which was that rescheduled game. Thank God that player, uh, what's his name again? Um, Alex Fletcher. Alex Fletcher is on the mend. I mean, he came out of the game before that. He looked a bit unsteady on his feet, which is what you would expect. Ooh. But it's so good to see him out of intensive care. I mean, yeah. you've seen it, Trevor, you've seen it in the NFL this week. That player that had CPR done over 10 minutes, yeah. life is just yeah, crazy and short. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that both of those players, NFL, Hamlin and, you know, Fletcher Ooh. are out of the hospital. Um and then we seem to have turned it around since then. And, you know, runs are what get you up the league in this table, any league. Uh, Chris, you can say the same with South Shields. You need to go on these runs and hopefully yeah. a, a, a massive game against uh, Welling, even that Welling might not be doing as well as they have done in previous seasons. But to beat a sort of national league main team is a good result. Trev and Gaz, do you think we can sustain this for the rest of the season? Do you think we'll end up in the playoffs at the end? Yeah, you're a little bit more consistent, I think. I look at some of the sides underneath you, like Tunbridge and East, Eastbourne had a fantastic run the other week, but they seem to hit the buffers again. And Tunbridge are just inconsistent. And Auburn's had a cracking run to get themselves into the playoffs in behind you. You've got Bath up there as well, Braintree hanging on the edge as well. But um, I think I'll be surprised now if you don't continue the form and stay in there personally. Yeah. I mean, I've predicted eight beginning of the season, but I think if you finish as low as that, then I don't know, you've almost almost underachieved on what you've done in the first half of the season, really. Now, I personally think in um in true Worthing form, I think we'll get the playoffs. We'll be we'll win the eliminator. We'll be winning the the semi final. <laughs> then cock it up at the last minute and can see two in injury time or something like that. I, can just see it happening now. I wonder what William Hill will do for the odds of that right now. But um, no, I, you can't, I can't ask for anything more. I mean, it's an amazing feeling to think this time last year we were sitting here going, do you think Worthing are going to do it? And at that time, we were both, both me and Pete and Gaz, Trev and Chris, we were all confident that we would. Now we're sitting in the same boat with South Shields. And I think we could all say, I think we would, that we'll see that happening as well. But to finish the season in the playoffs and our first season will be unbelievable. And hopefully something we can maybe go for a round out. I mean, I don't think the club are anywhere near ready to go up to the National League. I really genuinely don't. There's a lot of things that have to be done. If it is, the summer will be a very busy ground. Um, obviously, being on the Supporters Association, I know things that have to be done already by the end of the season. But yeah, if we go into National League, as Trevor, you'd know, um, there's a lot that needs to be done. But aside, I think 
quite pleased with Worthing right now, guys. All happy. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Worthing himself can't comment, but I'm sure he'd be very happy when he's sitting there on his sick bed right now. He's he's down with he's he's down with his flu. So I think we should do a a, a sort of inconsistent. Um, should we do an R for him? Oh. There you go, Pete. I know you'll listen to this, but there you go. We love you long time. Anyway, moving on from our little roundups, so I think we've got a few little subjects to touch on before we start wrapping this podcast up. I'd like to say just being on the Worthing level, Bells and Pitsy, where we won the league last season, um, they've got financial issues at the moment. They've released their director of football, Paul Hayes, who was a former Charlton player. Um, it's quite worrying when you hear, especially when we've been to that ground and seen the lack of support they get. And when we went with Worthing, we were the biggest, we, we had the most fans there. It is quite worrying when you hear they're having to restructure. I know, Trev, you, you weren't aware of this, but this is sort of becoming a bit of a common, common occurrence now in non-league, isn't it? Yeah, clubs are in trouble all over the place, aren't they? And not just not just middle level at three, it's at one, it's at five, it's at a couple of clubs have dropped out. I think at step six down the West Country because of the travelling's become too much, which is a bit of a shame because next year they're bringing in two bridging divisions to sort that travelling issue out. So it's a, it's a shame they can't you know get through the next five or six months and and take their place for next year. But um, I think it goes just goes to show how fragile and frail the whole game is below those that have got the wealth um, yeah and i think the, the you know the gaps the gaps are showing more and more month on month with people not getting paid and um support dwindling at clubs as well and you know it's gonna gonna hit a lot of them very hard i think and hopefully we don't lose any at all over the next few months but um not willing to hedge any bets or mortgage no. on it, put it that way. I got a question about Bowers and Pitsy. Do they? I, I would assume that hashtag pay them money to play at their ground, right? Mm. Yeah, but a hashtag all. Yeah, where's Ian when you need him? <laughs> Number one defender. Um, uh, the, are they all, they, are they all that is the money and stuff? Are they all that it is? You know, is it all a facade? I don't know. I'm just. I've just. I'm just trying to find out what their attendance, their average attendance is, because I would assume that. Yeah. Thousand, I think. Yeah. So surely there, there'd be some, like, I, I don't know how. I don't know how it would work, and I, I think I maybe did something like this earlier in the group chat, and it didn't go. I didn't explain it very well, but I think. I think. I think what, <laughs> what, what you're trying not to explain say, something we're in a group chat. What? <laughs> I, I just. I just think that. If hashtag are playing there yeah. and they have money, but Bowers don't, yeah. surely there's something that could be worked out between the two in terms of help. And if Bowers have helped hashtag get to where they are now, surely there's a way that it can I'm be. I'm sure it will come to that. Would it be a reversal of the ownership of the stadium or something? Possibly. Possibly. Depends on what the lease and what the, the the legalities are of that. The only thing you've got with that, though, is then hashtag take it over, do Bowers and Pitsy then eventually disappear because they're the poorer supported of the two clubs? Or do they try and launch a takeover bid and merge? Yeah, merge. Yeah, potentially it's there. But, but you know, the thing is you've got to have both parties agreeing to that. Mm. And in um, having having gone through it with, with Wick and with Barnum, um, we were quite lucky there was no opposition to it because Barnum couldn't go anywhere where they were. We needed the help, so the sensible thing was to merge the merge the two clubs. It didn't go to plan. It was anyway, and the Barnum Barnum name was dropped. I think after about two years because it just. Well, it was Wick and Barnum FC. It was Wick and Barnum United, yeah. Um, but um, was that was that in your days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's interesting. Yeah, um, but again, that's something as well that uh, maybe long term, a lot more clubs might have to go down the route of, especially those towns that have got two clubs um you know merge the two merge the two together make one and actually have a sustainable club that's gonna survive yeah. rather than two to four well trev we've always said that about worthing you know obviously where as you know if anyone's been to woodside road you know that it's pretty landlocked that there's not much room for scope and stands so you can fit some in there's there is room there's a bank can be dug out but it's a lot of work a lot of people since i've been living down here have said like you know apparently years ago um, Worthing was sniffing around Lions Farm where Worthing United play, you know, because obviously that's a big bit of land behind the Sainsbury's. You know, would that ever be a thing in the future? Worthing United, what are they? County League level? 
could that be a thing that they just end up? But I don't know what their finances are like. Would that happen? Worthing take them over, take over the ground if like move everything up there. You know, these are the things that I think. I think you'll see a lot of consolidation in the national league, and not even nationally, sorry, the non-league system in the next few years, just because of the cost of living. We look at the cost of gas, electricity. You look at the cost of even games being brought forward, and I think this could be a subject that we talk about a lot in the next few years on this podcast. Mm. I'm actually surprised there haven't been more clubs gone to the wall so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it Peterborough Sports chairman's uh, stepped down? No, uh, no, it's Hungerford, the chairman, stepped away. Hungerford. Peterborough are looking for more investment, literally. To That's be, right, yeah. Just to sustain it, themselves. It goes to show, you know, um, if you look at um, those clubs who are perhaps in the um, step two, three... And they're surviving on gates of 300 mm. through the through the um, investment from chairman, et cetera, et cetera. No, you look at Worthing, you get four-figure crowds. Um, South Shields, four-figure crowds. It's no, it's no coincidence that, you know, Worthing, for instance, just touched upon how they're doing well this season. Um, it, it's, it's no surprise they're well-managed Got a good good fan base. Yes, there's problems in some things. It's never going to be perfect, but generally well organised. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a better chance of surviving f- in the in the medium to long term at those levels because of the infrastructure. A lot of these clubs don't have infrastructure. Very true. Mm. I've seen something. I was shocked. I, I was watching the the um, class of '92 on Sky. I don't know. Um, they're doing it's on nearly every night. Was there a new um, series or, no, or is, it, no, is it the no, old one? It, so you know, it's like so they just repeat after repeat. But yeah. there were things that Salford City were trying to in, in, introduce on match days and non match days that I know for a fact South Shields have already been doing for four years, and I know Worthen have been for, doing for at least two years. And I think, you know. Will they ultimately survive? Will they will Salford ultimately survive long term? Because the crowds are dropping, and without those lads, without Mr. Tan or whoever his name is, is there an infrastructure? No, you're right, but I think as well with that, Chris. If you look not just Salford, you look at clubs that have got less money than them. If you if you if you took them straight to the tax man as a business mm. they would declare probably 75% insolvent because yeah. that's how football clubs run. There is no infrastructure that football, like for example, look at um, South End, Ron Martin and uh, Peter Swan at, at, at Scunthorpe. Those two step away. There's nothing holding the clubs together. No, nothing. As simple as that. They couldn't walk away and allow and wait for something to happen because there's nothing there. It's like South End. Yeah with their statement that they brought out just after Christmas, where it's all based on what if. This, yeah. this bridging loan to close the gap for the funding of the stadium, the um, promotion to League Two that would cut 1.4 million out of their deficit at the moment. It's a what if. What if they get what promotion? If. What if they actually yeah. build this new stadium? It's been talked about for so long, um, but so many clubs are in that situation and that's why, you know, like you said, surprise so many haven't gone to the wall. Absolutely. There must be a ton that are literally, yeah, on their last leg. Well, it's like, it's interesting. I was talking to Barry Hunter, our chairman, uh, for the Rebel Young podcast for Christmas. And he was saying, you know what? The crowds are down at Worthing compared to some last season. They're still mm. in the thousands. Mm. I mean, we had 400 a weeknight not that long ago. But he said, it's interesting. I never thought this. Losing out on games like Lewis and Bogner. Mm. really takes mm. a hit because you're yeah. getting nearly 2,000 on those yeah. games but yeah. we haven't got a local rival no one really cares about Eastbourne Borough like it's mm. Sussex but no one it's far away it's never been a rival mm. um, the nearest one's Ham, uh, um, not Hampton sorry that was our Christmas one it was Haven't Haven't we've not got a rival with them you know there's no real no. issue um, so you know it, and it's funny and you say that we've seen so many documentaries over the past couple of years about Football knowledge. Look at the Peter Crouch of Dulwich. No matter what you think, if he was really involved or if it, I don't even know if he's still hanging around this season. But problem is, we get promoted to the National League. Beer money goes out the window straight away, and that is no matter my grievances, as you've heard many times about the cost of beer at Worthing compared to other clubs. That's still a huge earner for the club. 
course it is. You take that away. Does George Dow look for further investment? Does he look for outside investment? Because how can you run a club at a sustainable level? And actually with some of the clubs we see there, I mean, look at Dorkin right now. I mean, we love Dorkin. We love Mark White. They're not struggling, but they're not doing as well as I thought they would. And, you know, because they haven't got the level of investment some of these clubs have. What happens if Worthing go up? I actually worry a little bit. I'd love it. I'd love to see it. I'd love that glory. But then you hit the reality of going, oh, actually, <laughs> what do we do? And, and I think yeah. a little bit where that bottleneck at the top of the league is, where only two go up and only one of those is through the playoffs as well, it's stunting the growth of everyone else that's mm. wanting to come up as well. And that feeds all the way down from the National League right down to to um, to five and six as well. Like the point we made quite a few months ago, I think maybe even last season about the clubs at step five that have to take promotion now to go up are actually flourishing when they do go up. But it's what it, the opportunity it gives everyone else underneath them to be able to get out the way, play their football up there at a level they should be at. It gives yeah. everyone else a chance to grow as a club. And it's really, it's killing that non-three up, three down at the moment. It's actually starting to kill the rest of the game underneath it. Correct. Yeah, and it, I think, Trev, we talked on it and we were chatting earlier about things for subjects tonight and I put it in the chat and I think this three up, three down needs to come sooner rather than later. You think it will be forced upon them, yeah? Yeah, well, I've, I've seen some stuff and I've spoken to a couple of people about the fan review that Tracy Crouch did last year about the regulator coming in and I've seen the job adverts are out there. So it is coming. It's not going not gonna to go away. Yeah. And I think, I think the EFL thought, we need to do this before we're told we need to do it. So it actually looks better on us for doing it rather than we're told we don't have a choice. It happens whether you like it or not. And yeah. the whole game needs it from the top to the bottom to control what's going on at the top to allow the rest of the game to breathe in that middle bit. Because everywhere else, promotion and relegation is absolutely perfect. But that one little bit is stopping everyone else. It's like we said it, but me and Chris, obviously being Sunderland Charlton fans outside, we said it many times about League One. Look at the high quality of teams in League One that perform Premiership teams that just can't get out of that league. Yeah, look at yeah, Ports, look at Ports right now. Look at Charlton. We're stuck in League One anonymity, and it's like we want to get out of that league, but it's it's going to be a struggle. Look at Wrexham, Chesterfield. You know, Stockport managed to escape last year, but you know you can only have a couple of teams getting out of there, and that's it. Otherwise, it's going to be something. It's going to set. It's like we. I think uh, Gareth was it when we were. Um, uh, what was the team in the Isthmian near Spurs' ground? What are they again? Aaron Gay. Aaron Gay. And you were speaking to one, and it was a scout from somewhere. So we just want Worthing to get out of this league. Yeah. Because they're going to stunt, they're going to smash the league each season if they don't miss out. And yeah. it's going to prevent any other team doing well. And the Isthmian league right now is, I mean, Potters Bar have come out of nowhere and doing well right now. But you look at it and you think, well, you know, it's anyone's league now. Whereas before it was literally just Worthing. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it will be interesting. Hopefully, by the end of the season, we have some good news on that. Um, guys, one one sort of sub we spoke about tonight on the little group was um, Nuneaton have launched their crowdfunder. Gareth, you you thought yeah. you you and Trevor sort of not at odds, but you're different different scenarios like you know shares and we, stuff like that. We what, did, what? but I had really poor signals. I couldn't actually fully read the article that I wanted to read, and when I when I read it. It is exactly the same as what, say, I think Worthing did it a few years ago during the closed mm. season to get the, the the stuff done around the ground. It's the same thing. It's just the budget is going on players. It's going on a playing budget as opposed to growth around the ground sort of budget. And they're, they're, there's rewards and gifts and that sort of thing for it as well. So I, I don't actually see a problem with it. Had I have fully read the article first, before I commented on it, yeah. um, we probably, I probably wouldn't have put what I put but in do there. Do you but... think it's right to do it for the playing, but the playing budget rather than the that put it into the stadium? Like we did it for the stadium, South Shield did it for the stadium, Bogner did it for the stadium. <laughs> Is it right to put it in for the playing budget? Because should that really be our responsibility as fans? We Not pay enough to get in on match days. A lot of clubs do it. Yeah. Darlington do it. Yeah. Darlington do it. You know yeah. they are a Darlington are a, a, a supporter owned club. So they actually are in charge of the. They're actually in charge of the playing budget, more or less. Yeah, I don't see a problem with it. I think if the if the the people that are going to donate to it are the people that have potentially got that spare cash anyway, right? Yeah. I 
I wouldn't donate to it because I don't have that spare cash, especially not with another child on the way. But hey, name drop. Yeah. Um, but if you've got that spare 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 quid and you can afford to pay it, then I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess in some way you could say, what's the difference between that and then a company sponsoring a player? Actually give them the money to sponsor a player. Like we know that's happened at Dorking. I think, mm. was it Jason Pryor was famously bought through sponsorship money at Dorking Wanderers, I think? Think, haven't. I think, yeah, I've seen quite a few clubs do it as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wildstone. Wildstone have done it this year. So now them to sign uh, Max Kretschmar and Lewis Cotella <laughs> during the summer. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. yeah and I don't think if it works, but I don't know. Why has there been such outcry about it then? I think it's mainly going to be from... They're obviously Nuneaton are in the, the bang in the centre of, of England. And I think there's a lots of... Potentially lots of rivals within the same league who are mm. who are not happy about it because they're maybe because they're a little bit butthurt that their club aren't doing it yeah. or they, they have, their club haven't got the facilities to be able not the facilities the money to be able to do it and the owners won't do it if that makes sense so I think they're in an area where there's lots of clubs in like a small geographical space and I think it, I think the out the negativity is going to have come from them yeah no it's, it's always going to be a bone of contention where you're going to get, you know, you know, why is my club not doing this? Why are they doing it? Why are you doing it? That's not fair. That's not fair. But, you know, people like to moan. But, you know, if it helps them out, it'd be interesting to see if the project works. And, you know, they want they want to get out of the league. They think by doing a crowdfunder. Um, is there anything we can sponsor for a laugh? Have you had a look at the thing? Haven't looked at it. You haven't looked at it. No, you haven't looked at it. I don't have um, the facilities to be able to do it, mate. So there's no point in <laughs> we'll have a look. Anyway, um, ground grading. The rules are changing slightly and people can self-grade for an app. Trevor, have you looked into this at all? No. No. I mean, <laughs> no about to, be, to be fair, I did see something about it. Um, but you know what? There's so much going on, so much, so many podcasts to listen mm. to, so many blogs to read, just to like try and keep up with everything that, that goes on, I think. Just 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 like we need to like, stop you know, taking a month off for Christmas then, don't oh, we? Well, how dare we not record on Christmas uh, Boxing Day or a Monday? How dare you? How I dare mean, you have your leftover turkey I mean, like, curry? Just, just like literally going away from from that for just a second. It's just like a couple of the podcasts I listen to, the stuff I'm picking up, I'm thinking, shit, I've missed that. And I'm like, you know, I'm on Twitter quite often and lots of, other, pe- and lots of other things that, <laughs> that I can get information from. I still stuff I'm missing. It's just, just like Christ. Um, you know, but it happens. But um, that'd be um, that'd be interesting to find out how exactly that works. And ground grading's a massively contentious thing across everywhere. Bearing in mind that um, some of the grounds, like you know, I imagine all of us visit are a little bit, you know, um, what's the word? Not not quite yeah. agricultural, but yeah, Run yeah, maybe Run a little shuffle. bit. Yeah, yeah, compared to the one down the road that's playing at the same level. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. What on earth happened there? He's got. Uh, it's literally me, James. It's like a. That's like what was that? Is it uh, who's the artist that has like four pictures in one or something like that? Campbell's so mate. Yeah, Andy Warhol. That was. He's gone yeah. from Monet to Warhol. Guys, yeah, uh, um, is that all that dodgy websites you've been watching in your spare time? Trip? What's going on with it tonight? Do you remember when you used to download all that, get a little virus in the system sorted? Yeah, no one infected us all, boys. And now infected us all. Um, before we start wrapping up the podcast, guys, the FA Cup draw was yesterday. Any fixer? I mean, Trevor's favorite club, Boring Wood, Boring Wood, as we used to say. Um, they, 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 they're, they're, they've got replay, actually. Did you? Yeah, all right, yeah, he's all right. No, that that's um, obviously Wrexham. Well done to Wrexham, being Coventry of the Championship four three. It's not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Exciting game as well. It was uh, weren't they four one up at one stage or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that must have been squeaky bum for them. And obviously whatever Boreham Bor- would do, that's the last sort of non league team in there. So Trevor, despite you sort of like, I know you've got a little bit of rivalry with Barnet, haven't they? Uh, Boreham would, but or uh, ish. Would you like to see them go through just for the sake of non league? Uh, yeah, because it knocks them out of the uh, playoff race, really. That, that's what happened to them <laughs> last year. They went so far in the FA Cup, they ran out of fit players and uh, mm. didn't finish in there. So from a selfish point of view, yeah, but um, they're still reasonably good at what they do. I only watched one of the one and a half of the two games we played with them over Christmas, and I thought actually they were quite 
they weren't great when we played them at home and we beat them. But um, the cup seems to do something for them, to be quite honest. Um, but uh, I would shame Chesterfield hadn't knocked out West Brom um, as it goes, and uh, obviously Wrexham went all the way through. But I think yeah. Wrexham will beat Sheffield United as well. At you home, reckon? yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. home they will, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Mate, I'm sure. Two one. Holly, I'm sure. Two Holly one. Holly there's Holly my prediction. There you go. There you go, mate. You heard it here first. Um, any um FA Trophy fixtures that stand out for any of you guys? Any big ones? Would you say ones you got to keep an eye out for? Harrow Borough against Halifax. Big one. Giant killer there. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? <coughs> Solly Hole versus Barnet. Come on, Solly Hole. What? No, fancy us up there. They're in really bad form at the moment. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think Torquay versus Taunton, because that's quite a local-ish sort of derby, isn't it? So that would be uh, yeah. that'd be a big one league versus each other. Um and any VARS trophies. Do I know Trev and Gaz, you're sort of more VARS are fixture, sorry. <laughs> Just merging the two there. You never know. Cut cost the FA VARS trophy. I haven't looked, if I'm being honest. Well, no. I've been yeah, very, well. very busy. Finger on the pulse as always. Um, yeah. Peace Haven are still in it from Sussex. I think they've got an away tie somewhere. A little uh, Hampton out now. They don't compete. They don't them. compete. They're, they're, they're in the trophy. trophy aren't Finger they? on the pulse, mate. Finger on yeah, the pulse. Right, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm blaming the lack and, of podcasting. Uh, Deal Town, who are former winners, are still in it. And the current holders, Newport Pagnell, have got a home tie in the next round. I can't remember who against, but um, yeah, there's not very often. Le- Leighton Town. Leighton Town. Leighton Town. Yeah, yep. um, but not not often the side Manchester to uh, defend the VAR. So, be interesting to see if they can make it back to Wembley again. Yeah, if, if you can imagine back to back. Be interesting. Mm. You never know. You never know. Uh, guys, just before we wrap up, I think it's 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 not non-league football, but I do think we need to sort of put our sort of thanks and best wishes out for the families of Gianluca Vialli and Pelle <laughs> because yeah. that's happened over the Christmas period. Uh, Gianluca Vialli for me. Uh, you know, my mid thirties. He was someone I grew up watching. Um, yeah. Pele. Yeah. I mean, for the older ones on the podcast, Gaze. You know, uh, yeah. The ones to the left of our picture, they probably uh, had a bit <laughs> of our experience of it. But Pele is still Pele, an absolute legend of football. Um, it's crazy to think, isn't it? You know, and I, I, I read somewhere that apparently FIFA asked every country in the world to name a stadium after Pele. I think that's a little bit too much. Ludicrous! It's just idiotic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what he's like after having this. I think he's had too much Qatari influence or something, hasn't he? I didn't fancy. He makes, you know. Seth, he makes Seth Blatter look normal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, he, he, he's starting to lose. I, what, he's he's got something wrong up there. I think some of yeah, the things he's he come out with, like the comment he came out with about was it about disabled and mm. gay people and stuff at Qatar was just like, what are you on about, mate? Like seriously, I'm just going to um, throw one more into there, James. Uh, George Cohen, 23rd of December. Yeah. Yeah, uh, England World yeah. Cup winner. Um, yeah, another one. Footballing yeah. world, um, we rest in peace. You know, that'd be a hell of a hell of a game up up there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah well, exactly. players just in the last few Maradona. years. Maradona, Maradona. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wiki. I guess uh... <laughs> <laughs> metal yeah. wiki. Yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, it doesn't help. We live in a crap part of Sussex where you're right at the end of the bloody uh, telephone cable line. They can't even upgrade you to fibre to the door, but maybe sometime soon. And maybe in 2023, my internet will get better, guys. Um, it's been I'll a pleasure. Anyone worse. got anything else to add? Anything before we wrap this uh, first one of 2023 yeah. up? Yeah, just a shout out. Um, it's a, a, another rest in peace, actually. Uh, Barry Heinsohn, who was a huge, huge figure in Northeast non-league football, passed away last week. Uh, Barry was the the, for me, the voice of non-league on BBC Radio Newcastle when I was a teenager. Used to really look forward to listening to Barry with all the non-league roundups and results from around the area every Saturday, every Saturday tea time. Um, huge figure both on the on the radio and in print as well. And Barry passed away last week, a, a, a huge loss. So um, thoughts with Barry's family and friends. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it, I think anytime you see a death, doesn't matter. You know, you, you see death around you all the time. You just got to live your life. You got to enjoy it. Absolutely. I see it every day. You know, it's what I do for a living. And um, I see it every day. Some of the things, you know, I don't think people realise just how bad things are for a lot of people out there. A lot worse than what we go through. And uh, I, I'm, I'm often, it reminds me just to be thankful for what I have. I might not have everything that I want, but 
I'm not too badly off because there's things that are going on out there that are a lot, lot worse. Mate, it's not, it's not always about money. It's all about all it's what's inside, what you've got around That's you. Right. That's what I used to say. It doesn't matter. No, obviously, we, we heard Gaz is expecting first child with his wife, which is amazing. And, you know, after a long process, you know, what an amazing start to the year. You, you see these people that have had an influence on our life, you know, no matter what, it doesn't matter. It might be a footballer, but, you know, you look at people and you've got to think, well, day in, day out, just go out there, enjoy your life. Go and watch some non-league football because it's much better yeah. than uh, it's much better than uh, than our thing. Um, read my blog. Read Trevor's yeah. blog. Read yeah, that, I mean that'll make your follow life. Follow our Twitter happy. page. Follow our Twitter page. Follow our Instagram. Chat on our chat group. Don't listen to Radio Shield, and we'll have a happy <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Episode forty-two of the Premier Non-League Podcast. Please do follow us at the PNLP. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. We promise this time. Uh, we'll try and be a bit more on the ball this year. We'll try and get one out every two weeks. But as you know, we all know this isn't our full-time career. This is a hobby that we do. We don't get paid for it. We love our support. Thank you. We still need to get up to a thousand uh, followers. We didn't quite make it. We're, I think we're about just short of 900. So all we ask you to do, if you've enjoyed this podcast, review us on the podcast system, share it with your friend, even if you don't even get them to watch non-league football. We're just four or five blokes chatting about what we love and what we enjoy. And that's all we do it for. But for myself, James, anyone else? Me, guys. Me, me, me and me. It's been a great episode, guys. Happy New Year. And we look forward to speaking to you again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care.